Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans, by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with the Fabulous Three. That's me, Tam, and my man, Kenny. How are you guys doing on this wonderful Sunday? What it do, bulls? What it do? What it do? What what? What it do? <laughs> What's happening, y'all? All right. Okay. Not all of us be excited at once. Bring that, <laughs> bring that energy back up. I need you to show. I need you guys to have as much enthusiasm as Alex Bowman had when he won the race at Dover. Is that too he much to ask for? today. No, 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 no. It's cool. He happy as a mug. I am too. I, I'm, I'm in a good mood. I can't complain. <laughs> yeah, huh? Honestly, I can't. How was y'all weekend? Speaking of that. Oh, week. Yeah. You know what? Weekend was, uh, you know, once again, my weekend was pretty just relaxed uh, and, and, and chilled. I had a small private graduation, uh, gig that I got booked for and I, I literally just went out for that and I came right back home. I didn't go anywhere. I didn't do anything. I, I literally just went to the gig and came back home. Don't ask me why, but it's just been a, a just a very uh, last couple of weeks of just relaxation and much needed rest, to be honest with you. But uh, I had a wonderful time at the graduation party. It actually, uh, it was it was really, really good to just be in that kind of a different of an entertaining environment. But man, you know, I should do some more. I should do more motivational slash stand up type of gigs because I had a lot of fun <laughs> doing that. And it was, it, it, uh, it, Kenny, I'm telling you, it was absolutely wonderful because he, he, here's the, here's the crazy thing. And, uh, and Tam probably could, can, uh, I think probably already kind of knows this about me, but I'm a lot older than what people I think perceive what I am, especially when they see me in person. Especially when they see me kind of dressed up. I, I had really nice slacks on, a nice V-neck shirt and a, and an overcoat, a blazer. And I had my hair done, everything. And, you know, really professional because that's usually how, and, and Tam knows this, that this, that, that's usually how I like to dress on stage. I like to dress professional for my audience because I, I've always been taught by my father is an entertainer who always taught me, always make sure that you dress to impress your audience. You're there, perform for your audience, give them not only your best as as performance wise, but you also for them as well because they paid money to come see you, which is absolutely uh, true. That being said, the graduating uh, kid was like tw- he was like eight, I think, is how old he was. He graduated from a junior college, but you know he had a lot of family and friends that were there to support him and 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 to help celebrate you know this moment in his life. And it was nice to talk to these kids. And as a graduate of a junior college myself, my son is also in the same program, at, you know, at a, at a different college, but doing, getting ready to graduate, doing the same thing in radiology. My stepdaughter just graduated from a junior college in Hawaii. And I think with all of that, it was so, it motivated me so much that all of this energy and all of this knowledge came out. And I really had a good time doing this gig, you guys. It, it, it was absolutely amazing. And it wasn't just doing jokes. It was just actually, you know, saying some really positive things for other people in the room, especially the younger generation, because there was a lot of young people there around his age, obviously friends and family. But it was good to talk to them on a different level other than just comedy. You know what I mean? And it felt good. And I, I'd love to do more of those. I'm going to be honest with you. To be honest, you really should look into that type of circuit. Like, I know a DJ who... 
he has cornered the market in terms of virtual DJs, but he goes on Ellen. He does a lot of corporate stuff. And prior to coming on this podcast, I know we had discussed that the comedy clubs are opening back up, but because the bigger names haven't been working, they'll probably suck up a lot of the smaller gigs. But Renee, just a thought. And for those who don't know, I I don't know how you don't know, but Renee is a working (laughs) comedian. And we're going to get to some NASCAR talk, but I just want to make this point to Renee really quick. Renee, really consider carving a niche for yourself, possibly with corporate corporate parties and things of that nature. You know, I know there's nothing like being on the stage at the comedy club or the comedy store, but there is a real market and some real dough to be made if you start to think outside the box. But we can talk about that offline. I'm sure people are like, wait, what does this have to do (laughs) with NASCAR? (laughs) But this has everything to do with life. So if you're a NASCAR fan, most of us, and and not stereotyping NASCAR fans, but just life in general, most of us have to work. And if you want to make some real money, whatever chosen profession that you choose, just make sure that you are elite. You get paid the big bucks to do something that nobody else can do. Always remember right. that. So right. I am going to be Renee for a hot second. I actually went to Las Vegas for 24 hours. <laughs> I, as I was driving past Renee's house on the freeway, I was like, I shouted him out and was like, Renee, I'm passing your house. <laughs> <laughs> going to your favorite place. But Renee will be back in Vegas soon. Vegas is what it is. Vegas is open and nobody cares about a mass or anything else. The pool was, if you didn't get there by 10 o'clock, you're not going to find a place to wow. lay down. Yeah. I found one place in the sun. That was it. And the restaurants, everything was wide open. Shout out to Crystal. Crystal is a avid NASCAR fan. She has dreams of being a NASCAR journalist. And I, without a doubt, do not believe that she will not be that journalist. I think I said that correctly. I believe wholeheartedly. Let me rephrase that. I believe wholeheartedly that she (laughs) will achieve her goals. How about that? And That's all right. Yeah. So we talked a little bit of NASCAR. Uh, we hung out for two days because I was there for 24 hours. So she met me on when I first got there. And then we hung out on the last day. And it was just refreshing to talk to somebody about NASCAR who, you know, and not that Kenny doesn't eat, sleep and breathe NASCAR, but Kenny works for NASCAR. So it's a little bit different. But Crystal is just full of life when it comes to all things NASCAR. So it's a little bit refreshing. Reminded me of myself when I first got into the sport. Now I'm just an old disgruntled fan that's like, oh, but yeah, so that was pretty great. So Kenny, what did you do? And once Kenny updates us, we'll jump into some NASCAR talk. Yeah, my weekend was actually not too eventful. Again, not Vegas level, but I got a new phone this weekend. (laughs) I guess uh, oh, T-Mobile right slash Sprint because they're both together now. They yeah, they told me I, I was due for an upgrade. I, yeah, it's so weird now. I was due for an upgrade and I was actually having some problems with my my previous phone. I am I was a couple generations behind. Matter of fact, I had an iPhone. I think an eight. <laughs> I had an eight, and they're on twelve now. So <laughs> well, I yeah, still have I, an iPhone seven, Kenny. So you ahead hey, of the game. 
You might have a flip up phone. <laughs> hey, look, I was like, man, it was working, so it was having no problems until like one time it had quite a few problems. And for me, my phone, my personal, even my personal phone is like, end quote, my business phone. If anything goes on, nine times out of 10, it's going through that phone, whether it's stocks, emails, et cetera, et cetera, it's going through that phone. So I'm like, okay. I can't have this problem. I can't afford to have this problem. <laughs> so I can afford to buy a phone. So I went to the store, got a phone this weekend, and that was uh, pretty good. I mean, I probably wasn't as excited as my girlfriend was for the phone. I'm, I was like, okay, great. I just needed a new tool. That's fantastic. She doesn't have an iPhone right now. And she's going to end up getting one because of this. I was like, yeah, I'm not like overly excited like the first time I ever phone, but I was happy that I was able to get it. Don't get me wrong. I am blessed enough to do it. So that regard, but yeah, so that happened. Trying to think what else did I do this weekend? Oh, I actually tried a new restaurant with, um, with her as well. It's called the Eagle Bar in something else. It's in Charlotte and it's in a couple other places. Hmm. Let me tell you something. That damn fried chicken was so good. (laughs) I'm still thinking about it. Like that, that fried chicken was so good. The collard greens were great and the mashed potatoes were fantastic and the drink was good too. They had a house. Um, tea that was spiked with alcohol, obviously. And it was pretty good. It, it was good. Right I ain't good this weekend. You know, Renee. I've been eating good for the past couple of weeks. Renee, <laughs> I was just about to say, Renee, are you noticing a thing with Kenny? Every week he's eating fried chicken. Last week it was Korean fried chicken. This week it's Southern yeah. fried oh, chicken. Oh, man. <laughs> Next week it's hey, li- Chinese chicken. I don't know. Hey, hey, listen, if y'all have, n- look. Hear me out on this. I didn't even think about it until you just said it. You're right. The last two weeks have been like that. But if you ain't never had Korean fried chicken, please, for the love of everything good and great, try it out. You it know, is so good. Know, I, sw- I swear know, to it. That try it out. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, I like to eat good food, man. I do. My girlfriend's Nothing a foodie, too. So Nothing wrong with that. You know, it, it, it just amplifies that even further. But that was pretty much my weekend. Nothing too crazy. Okay, so let's just jump into some NASCAR. Kenny, hold us down with the top 10, and we'll break down our thoughts on the race and we go. everything else that's going on in NASCAR. Man, let me tell you, first off and foremost, the Monster Mile was pretty good. I thought it was okay. Nothing nothing over the top of the moon to me, but you know, I thought it was fine. Nothing super terrible. We didn't have a Martin Truex um, this year. Or not this year, at least this weekend. They didn't win, at least, because Kyle Larson led 263 laps today, but he did not win, unfortunately. But his teammate, Alex Bowman, without a doubt, had zero problems today, and he ended up winning the race. The Dryden 400, I believe, was the title of the race. So Alex Bowman was your winner. He led 98 laps. He had a very, very crucial pit stop. And as Mike Joy referred to on TV today, it was one of the fastest pit stops of the entire year across the board. So that 48 team over the wall is insane. I would tend to wonder if I know anybody on that team, but whoever it is, salute to you because they were fast. They were super fast. And that pit stop very late in the game, actually, or late in the race, so to speak, made for a huge, huge difference, made a huge difference in the day. Alex Bowman, after that, pretty much led the show. He led 98 laps today. Obviously, his teammate Kyle Larson came home in second. Third place, Chase Elliott still actually has not got a win so far, which is kind of surprising to quite a few people. William Byron came home in fourth. And so with me saying that, guess what? For the first time since 2005 at Homestead, we have a 1-2-3-4 finish with the same exact team. The last team to do that, none other than Roush Racing. And at that lineup at the time, 
That was Greg Biffle, Mark Martin, Matt Kenseth, and I'm not sure if I'm saying this right, y'all. Y'all can correct me on this. Uncle Cousin Carl Edwards. Did I get it right? Uncle Cousin <laughs> Carl. Uh, look, you, I, I didn't get it right. Uncle Cousin. I had to make sure. <laughs> Yeah. No, you got it right. She got it wrong. I got it wrong. <laughs> look, look, look at that. Look at that. Right on the money. I can't believe it. I thought I was going to mess that up when I was saying it in my head. I'm like, I'm about to mess this up. But I did it, which is cool. So either way, they were the last. That was the last time we had a one, two, three, four in a race. And that's pretty crazy that it's taken that long for that to happen. But either way, go, rolling back through the rest of the top 10, Joey Logano came home in fifth. Kevin Harvick finished in sixth. Tam's man came home in seventh. Denny Hamlin. And Tyler Reddick came home in eighth, a good run for the RCR boys. Daniel Suarez came ninth. Cole Custer, getting the top 10 this year, finished the top 10 for us today. And with that being said, got to talk about the notables. First off and foremost, got to say it right now, Bubba Wallace, 23XI Racing get their first top 15 of the season. It has been a very up and down season. They've had some moments where they wish they had done X, Y, and Z on pit road and it didn't work out. And some different strategy calls did not work in their favor like it. Phoenix, for example, where they had seemingly a top five car. Had a solid one all day long for the most part. Pitch strategy was good for them all day. Even it bothered Denny just a tad bit, (laughs) even though he eventually got past them. That kind of worked out for him. So I'm sure that's going to be great for that team. Uh, Moving forward, these races usually go from a domino effect and you just keep building up and up and up on the momentum. And hopefully that continues moving forward. But Finishing in 19th, surprisingly, was Martin Truex Jr. He had a little bit of an issue. Earlier in the day, I believe he made some contact with another car, had a little bit of damage, and it just wasn't his day. And he was a winner last year here at at Dover, but it just wasn't his day again. I, I honestly thought he would have been a solid pick. And if you went to Vegas and you put money on him, I couldn't be mad at you because I thought that was a pretty solid pick, in my opinion. Another Joe Gibbs teammate finished home in 27th. Kyle Busch had engine issues very early in the race. So his day was not necessarily all the way done, but it just wasn't really working out in their favor. He did finish the race a couple laps off the lead lap, but my last notable, Eric Almarola. I don't know what it is. I know Tam has reserved can't get right for quite a few different people over the past few years, but right now it seems like the 10 car also can't get right despite them running well. He cut down a tire, hit the wall, that ended their day. So it's been super unfortunate for Eric Almarola and Stuart Haas as well. Just hasn't really, you know, turned out to be their year. I know they got two cars in the into the top ten today, but still it's just been a rough, a rough start for them. Very tough. But I gotta ask, since I went through the top ten, what did you guys think about the race? I thought that it was magnificent that Rick Hendrick, Mr. H, that the team was one, two, three, four. It's funny because Willie B was just happy. I love that about that young guy. (laughs) Matter of fact, I hope everything is going okay with his mom. I haven't heard anything, but he was happy when they interviewed him. He was like, yeah, Chase was what it was with him as always. (laughs) Um, Yeah, because Bob Pockers had posted some video of everyone and Chase was, Chase is very reserved. That's what I come to the conclusion. There was some conversation in our clubhouse room. And wait, is this our first podcast since we did the clubhouse room with Brandon? With Brandon? Yeah. yeah, this is. Okay, so we'll take this moment to give a shout out to Brandon Thompson, the VP of Diversity and Inclusion over at NASCAR. He was gracious enough to 
bless us with his presence on the Clubhouse app in a room where we talked about all things NASCAR and diversity and NASCAR's plans, things that have happened, everything. He was great. Everybody enjoyed him. But after he left, we continued the conversation and Chase Elliott's name came up. And I just, you know, I defend Chase. I always tell people there will be no Chase Elliott, no Austin (laughs) Dillon. And no Denny Hamlin slander in my presence. But it's this recurrent (laughs) theme with people feeling some type of way about Chase Elliott. I've just come to the conclusion he's just reserved. It's like with me. Depending on what day you catch me, most people think I'm timid. But if you know me, I drop the F-bomb, the S-bomb, the fist (laughs) uppercut. I'll give it to you depending on how I feel. And I feel like those who don't know me, I can very much be reserved, right? Because actually my friend in Vegas, she made a comment and was like, well, we know how reserved you are. And I was like, yeah, I guess I am at times. But yeah, you know, to Chase, I just think Chase is just reserved. And that's just what it is. But I think they all were happy about finishing one, two, three, four. If nobody was happy, Rick Hendrick, Mr. H was happy. He had to be. (laughs) he looked nervous though like they had him on the camera and he was like just pacing back and forth like he looked way more nervous than he claimed to be on camera but yeah i I thought he was pretty nervous but hey that's a pretty cool feat yep so that was pretty much that but renee did you have any thoughts about the race or did i just sum it up everybody no, no, no. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the race. You know, I, what I thought what was nice to, to see is, well, a couple of things. You know, Bubba Wallace coming in number 11, that was really huge. You know, it was good to see Bubba almost cutting the, the top 10 there. Also to see Daniel Suarez in the top 10 was, was kind of nice. And, yes. and, and once again, and, yeah, and once again, you know, very quiet, didn't hear his name much, but quietly, Kevin Harvick, once again, top 10, you know, number six. I, I think it's just a matter of time before, you know, Kevin Harvick comes back and, and wins a wins a race you know I, I i just can't see the rest of this year not having kevin harvick or a denny hamlin not winning a race it's going to happen it's just when is it going to happen is the question but uh nevertheless once again it's good to see the young stud alex bowman uh win a race two uh, several years ago with with me and tam uh being able to interview alex before he was uh really alex bowman i, I got a soft spot for alex Rose. yes to him and his team again yeah because Alex was super nice and super cool. Yeah. And mm-hmm. going, I, one thing I want to add about Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch got his win out the way. So I don't know yeah. what those two are waiting for. <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. I'm surprised y'all didn't say anything about Chase, too, because his, his deal is interesting because everybody on Hendrick has got a win. Obviously, Alex has gotten two, which is was not on my bingo card for this year. So I did not expect that. But... Yeah, Chase is, Um, I think that's probably why he didn't look so happy that you uh, mentioned that now. <laughs> yeah, well, Alice has two and he doesn't have one and he's the defending, <laughs> he's the defending champ. Yeah, it's, it's rough. But I think, I, I think someone put it really well on Twitter of somebody I follow. I'm not sure if he also follows everyone else um, on here, but um, his name is, I think it's underscore Bob online. That is, I believe his under his name, but either way. He mentioned something about Chase, actually, and there was some stat about him, and I couldn't remember the other stat, but regardless, he mentioned Tony, your guy, Tony Stewart, right? And it made me think when he said that, he was like, well, think about Tony Stewart when he got his second championship in 2005. His first half of the season was hell, 
And once he had said that to me, I'm like, wait, that 05 championship run that Tony Stewart had was ungodly, if I'm being quite honest. Because after June, he was on a tear. Like, there was just no denying Tony Stewart in 2005 for that championship. I think maybe it could be part of, you know, the championship slump. I think it happens sometimes. But perhaps Chase might end up being a second half of the season driver. And maybe after June, he just takes off. Mind you, he has won at Charlotte. Last year, he won at Charlotte. So think about that. And that's also coming up in two weeks. He's never won a Coke 600, but hey, you know, you never know at this point. But I think maybe he's just a second half driver. I'm not sure how y'all feel about that, but it could be the case. Well, here's the thing. Aren't we having practice next week? Next two weeks, actually. We're okay. having practice yeah. at Coda and here at Charlotte because I believe that race is so long. They want to, you know, test X, Y, and Z out. But yeah, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be norm- back to normal, actually, kind of in a weird way. Back to normal for two weeks. Well, he won his championship in a, obviously the pandemic year where things weren't normal, but maybe having the practice will bring things a little bit back to normal for him. Who knows? Yeah, maybe so. I'm, I'm, I'm reaching maybe. for straws there. I'm trying to make some nah, it, correlation. Nah, it's cool. <laughs> nah, it's cool. I, I guess... For I guess for that, some drivers do benefit from that practice time because I felt like Kyle Busch was one of those guys who truthfully benefited from practice. I know nowadays they obviously roll off the roll off the truck pretty fast most of the time because all the computer technology. It's not necessarily the days of a stopwatch and somebody on the spotter stand. It's not necessarily that, but I think that practice lets someone get in a rhythm. Like if I have a chance to go do 100 laps on Friday or Saturday. And I run the race and I can figure out, you know, what my car is doing then and what it may do later to get kind of an idea. Obviously, race conditions are different, but maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Maybe some of these folks have been drivers, at least I should say, have been used to not having practice at this point. True that. True that. You know, it's so funny. Just before it was like we had nine winners and 10 races. Now, shoot, Martin Truex done won three. Alex Bowman done won two. So that whole (laughs) thing has put to rest. So it looks like we won't have well i guess we could still have 16 winners but no we can't yeah no well okay so well i'm saying it's and we could have 16 winners but i'm saying until between now and the playoffs no can we no yeah we can right there's there's more than six races to the playoffs i think so i think it's possible technically okay it's how many more races before the playoffs i think let's see it's the cutoff is in august so i think we're looking at Okay, 13 races, actually. There we go. That might actually help me out. Yeah, 13 more races to go, so it's still possible. Oh, yeah, okay. 13 more races to the, to the cutoff. And yeah, we've had nine winners? Races. 10 winners and 13 races, I believe. 10. 10 winners and 13 races? Yep. And we have 13 so more possible. races gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's possible. Totally you know, possible. you never know. I, I mean, I think if you look at it, yeah, right? It's so a lot of races. It is a lot. The summer is long. <laughs> the summer is long. I'll be at two of those this summer, so that'll be cool. Denny, Chase, Kevin Harvick, Austin Dillon, Chris Buescher, Tyler Reddick, Matt Benedetto, Kurt Busch, just a couple names. I haven't won a race yet. I believe I named off eight people, I think. But either way, they haven't got a win yet, so it's possible. I don't think it's impossible. And plus, we definitely could be assuring to get one at Daytona in August. <laughs> we might get a surprise one like we did last year with William Byron. So I guess it may, even if it comes down to the last day of the regular season, it could happen at that rate. So I don't know. It, it'll it be interesting. Chase definitely has a couple places he can win. 
I feel like. Um, an example, one place he's really good at, um, Watkins Glen International. So, yeah, you know, if it comes down to it, maybe in August, he can get a win there. Kevin Harvick won in Michigan. That's also in August. Could be a late bloomer. You never know. So it's uh, quite a bit of regular season left to go, but we'll see. We shall see. All I know is that Denny Hamlin better get a win. I'm going to be upset. (laughs) I had to throw that in there. Okay. What else is happening in NASCAR? We talked about Mr. H for just a little bit. And he actually mentioned, I guess these are his, from what I was reading, that there is an extension coming soon for Alex Bowman past 2022. So that'll be, or going into 2022 for him to be back in the car next year. So yeah, I would figure. So I think two wins will, you know, do that pretty much justice at that point. But yeah, it seems like he'll be back in the car next year. That's the first one I've heard of (laughs) for next season. I honestly have not been able to be super aware on silly season, forgive my ignorance, but I'm not sure who else is making a move this summer. I, I really don't know, or at least going to next year. I have no idea at this point. I don't know if we talked about it in Clubhouse or on the podcast, but I can see Ryan Newman hanging it up. True. A lot of people have been in that thought process. I forget Matt DiMenedetto yeah. is going to be a free agent. Now it's starting to click on in my head since Austin Cendrick will be in that car next year. So I'm not sure where he'll end up, honestly. I truthfully huh. don't have a guess. I really don't have a guess on that one. Maybe if Newman is to go, will he go stay with Ford, go to Roush? No idea. But, you know, that's just one thought I got on my radar. But other than that, I'm not sure where he'll end up if that is the case. Yeah. He better end up someplace. If he's not in cup, that's going to be a shame. Like, uh, a shame. We already, because Ty, where is Ty? Is Ty even racing in Xfinity? Like, what? I just want to say one thing about Ty. I swear, he has had the most unfortunate time in Xfinity. I think his last race was Talladega, I believe. That was his final race that he's going to run this year as of now. So, And none of them really went well, unfortunately. They, I believe most of them ended in a DNF, so it really wasn't his day. But I feel bad for him because that stuff is hard. It's, it's a difficult thing to do. But yeah, it's it's been rough on him this year. Could you imagine going from Cup to Xfinity now to No Ride? Clearly, AJ Amadinger is the Ooh, perfect example of Cup. I don't even know where AJ is going to run next, but he's like the poster boy for me, for someone who just has a rocky path when it comes to racing, right? But for Ty, nobody really saw that coming. It just happened like that. Yeah, once um once they sold the charter, I was like, well, that looks like the writing's on the wall at that point, and that's going to be a done deal. AJ's deal is interesting because obviously he won at the cuff level, which is cool. And to me, at least based on the interviews and his cadence on camera, even when he's doing sports car stuff for IMSA, he looks pretty happy. I mean, he looks happy. I mean, he's in a super competitive car for Xfinity. I mean, there's again, there is absolutely nothing wrong with being a... Xfinity driver and being long term is nothing wrong with that. It used to be how it was. There were your for lifers and the young kids like Kevin Harvick and Elliot Sadler and other names that have moved up throughout the ranks and they moved to cup. Some guys don't do that. Some guys are fine with that. So, I mean, he seems happy. I'd be happy if I have a chance to win every weekend because in that colleague equipment, he does. You know, frankly, he does every single weekend, even at regular half mile tracks, not even just road courses. Yeah, I can't. Again, I, I'm not going to speak for AJ, but 
as an outsider looking in, AJ's situation looks pretty, pretty great. He's on TV as a commentator. He's driving IMSA. He's Xfinity occasionally in cup. Like he has a well-rounded experience. So I couldn't really Mm -hmm. see him not being happy. But again, I don't know what his goals are in life, so I can't speak for him. But as an outsider looking into or at his situation, it looks pretty great to me. Yes, I agree. Shoot, I'd be happy. (laughs) I got a chance to win every weekend in a race car in both series. Matter of fact, in Xfinity and in IMSA. And then I get to have a TV gig. You know, that's, shoot, that's ain't pretty cush to me. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. We have talked about Dover. Let's jump into Kota. Is it time for predictions or do we want to talk a little bit? I feel like Kota is one of those situations we'll have to talk next week once it all unfolds. Because going into Kota, there's nothing to talk about because it's NASCAR's first go-around at the track in Austin, Texas, Renee's hometown. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. So well, I'm excited. I'm excited about Coda. <laughs> I just want to say that now. I'm, I'm really, super excited. Yeah. I'm just a yeah, little I'm super bummed. Excited as well. Yeah, I'm bummed that I'm not there or not going to be there. But yeah, why? here's a great facility, though. Well, I, I, <laughs> I luckily I, 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 it's great. Yeah, luckily I've been there before because I went there <clears> for the Formula One race. So, but I just actually wanted to be there to see how they. I don't want to say divvied up because that's not the correct word, but you know, they have the suites and then the fan area. Then when you come up around that first turn one and it's, it's, it's a lovely track. I, I just wanted to be there to experience it as a fan at the track for the first time for a NASCAR fan, if that makes sense. But I've been no, to the that track ma- that before. Makes sense. But yeah. <laughs> and in fact, hey, that's. Well, let me just say this. When I went for the Formula One race, see, Formula One does it big. They actually had Top Golf there. So we, what? Had, yeah, they built a Top Golf. Well, I don't know if that Top Golf is permanently there or did they just built it there? I'm assuming. Well, I shouldn't assume anything because that's one of the four agreements. Never make assumptions. <laughs> but, and that was a reference to the book, The Four Agreements. But yeah, no, I played Top Golf and had top shelf alcohol while I was hitting some top balls you know it, it was pretty cool <laughs> that's wow if, if it is like a pull-up like top golf that's kind of crazy <laughs> yeah i ain't never heard of nothing like that it that's, was it was fabulous because they were like uh would you like i was like do you got tito's if i'm in austin i'm drinking tito's renee know yeah, about I'm tito's glad, <laughs> I, i'm glad y'all like tito's because i do too i'm, I'm glad oh my god we, we i gotta send page. you guys a photo so basically in vegas i've went Renee may know this, but I went to the Link Hotel. There, There's this whole like street. It's kind of hard to explain because the street is not on the strip, but it is on a strip, but it goes back. So it runs not parallel, but I don't know how to explain it. But in any event, it's all these restaurants. And there was like this store, like I, I don't want to call it a liquor store, but a liquor market. It had other stuff, but I was like, oh my God, they had Tito's like in small bottles, like drinking bottles. So you just buy a little, like a beer bottle, a Tito's. I was like, what in the hell is this? Of course I didn't buy one, but I took a photo of it. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. I, I enjoyed that. But nonetheless, that was a hashtag Tim's rant. So yeah, so I guess is it time for some predictions or do we need to talk Let's about something else? Okay, it is time for some predictions. Predictions! Predictions! <laughs> it's time for race predictions. All right. Renee. Well, Coda, here we go. Renee. It's our first. Renee, yeah. Renee, Renee. You're supposed to wait yes. until I say, Renee, oh, who you got? That's right. That's right. My, my, my bad. Go ahead. Here we go. Renee, who you got? <laughs> All right. Here we go. Coda, our first time there. So since it's uh, our first time there, I'm going to uh, try. To, I, I want to try to make my predictions special, but there, there, it, there's really not any specialty here other than the fact of uh, the person who I'm going to pick is pretty much the driver who I talked about earlier when we uh, started the podcast. I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick. I just feel like Kevin is quietly like staying in in that moment of, well, I'm there, I'm there, I'm here, I'm here, but nobody, nobody's really talking about me. It's no big deal. I totally get it. And I think that this is the race where Kevin Harvick is going to you know, really show up and show out. So I'm picking Kevin Harvick as my main pick. And for my alternative pick, I'm actually going to go with Denny Hamlin. So I, I'm, I'm going to go with both veteran drivers. I got uh, Harvick as my main winner. And I'm going to go with Hamlin as my alternative pick. Those are my picks. I'm sticking with them. Kenny, who you got, brother? Well, that's all right. <laughs> I ain't mad at those <laughs> picks at all. So as we go to Coda for the first time, just in case y'all don't know, as we constantly have said Coda. Circuit of the Americas is the actual name of the track, but Coda is just the easiest thing in the world to say, I promise you. You're going to say it just as much as we do all weekend long. However, for me, I am actually going to go with Chase Elliott to actually get his first win of the season at Coda. He is a pretty solid road course race. Road course race. Er, yeah, there we go. <laughs> I think he's pretty solid on the road courses. Obviously, he has won Watkins Lynn, you know, back to back years. Also, has won the Roval. He's pretty strong at the road courses and Daytona last year. So he's got talent clearly in that realm and he's figured it out. So he's going to be my main pick. And then my pick is actually going to be home in the home of Toyota. I'm going to go Christopher Bell, who opened up the season, second race of the season at least. He win very early. The young. Star for Joe Gibbs Racing got himself a win, and I think he was a pretty solid road course driver as well, even in Xfinity and so far proved up after getting that win. So those are my picks. I'm sticking to them. I'm ready for Coda. What say you, Miss Tam? Keeping it super simple, super fast, super quick, super, 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 super Kyle Busch for the win because it hasn't been discussed, but we already know Kyle Busch has won at every track. And every time NASCAR says, oh, you want at every track, Good huh? Point. So we're going to bring two more new tracks for you. <laughs> so this year, they're dropping Coda and Nashville on Kyle Busch. And I really think that he's going to drop a W on the field. So Kyle Busch for the win. And my alternative pick, I'm torn between Kevin Hart and... Why do I always say Kevin Hart? I'm torn between <laughs> Kevin Harvick. Watch wrestling. Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin. But because my guy Denny, I'm just not going to leave him out there by himself. I'm riding with Denny Hamlin till the wheels fall off. So those are my picks. Kyle Busch for the win and Denny Hamlin as my alternative and Kevin Harvick as my alternative alternative. 
Aha. <laughs> well, there you go. She snuck an alternative one in there, but that's okay. Let us know who you think is going to win. If you have an alternative pick as well, uh, let us know. Hit us up on our uh, on our social media across the board. As always, at Turns No Breaks. Again, it's at Turns No Breaks. And let us know who you think is going to win the race. If you uh, know anybody who loves NASCAR just as much as you do, just as much as we do, please turn them on to All Turns No Breaks in our podcast. We always appreciate you guys supporting and listening to us each and every week. Please uh, let them know. Uh, give them the info. Give them the website and or link to uh, uh, listen to our podcast and check it out as always stay safe be kind to each other and be safe out there and no matter where you go no matter what you do always make sure that you have all turns no breaks in the back of your mind so you don't miss it each and every week for tam kenny and myself we'll see you next week on another episode of all turns no breaks see y'all we're going to coda so yeah Woo! bye bye thanks so much for tuning in 